This is Pamela Kuhn, and the curtain is up on Center Stage, the show about the arts and the artists behind their work. Christmas, my favorite time of the year, is finally upon us. And in a few days, we will complete our journey towards the delights of Christmas Eve and the morning of wonder. And even despite the pandemic, we can still enjoy our memories of Christmas with our loved ones and our precious moments. But I have a surprise for you today. Up to this time, I have managed to keep my husband, Christopher Jones, tucked away when it comes to my show. But he is here with me now with his gorgeous vocal tone and British accent to help us usher in the best of what we remember about our Christmas memories and the best of what we wish for for our listeners. So, good morning, darling. Thank you for being on center stage with me. This is this is your debut. I, I guess it is. Yeah, good morning, Pam. <laughs> and um, good thing this is radio, otherwise you would see me blushing. But thank you. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Well, thank you. And thank you for helping me out today. Happy to. We have a big job in front of us. We need to share Christmas joy today. Yep. And, you know, this has been a big year. I mean, besides politics and, and the pandemic, but I, I want to sideline both of those things. And I just want to have our 28 minutes of unadulterated joy. You think we can do that? We can try. <laughs> now, I want to start with something kind of special. Many of my listeners don't know about the many musical projects that I do, but in, in the area here, they are abundant. And and what they don't know out there is that my husband, Chris, is responsible for a lot of the technical side of things in those projects. He also loads a lot of the music for my radio show. And, of course, I have to thank Bob Small, my producer and engineer at WGH, who I could not do without at all. But one of the projects that Chris and I just finished was actually a film. Yeah. And it was in conjunction with the Alliance Francaise and the Byram Library. It was a, an evening devoted to the poetry and artwork of Cambodian artist Chat Pirsat, who is known to many who attended the Flynn Gallery's marvelous Cambodian art exhibition in 2017 at the Greenwich Library. On December 3rd at the Byram Library, Chris and I presented a film about Chat Perset, which was online, it was virtual, which Chris and I had made. We featured music to accompany Chat's many facets as a visual artist and writer. Now, Chris, do you do you think you devoted enough hours to that project? <laughs> I mean, wasn't it hundreds of hours you actually I took? I don't to know make about this? hundreds, but certainly it was many, many. Um, uh, that involved uh, learning a new piece of software, which the name escapes me right now. But uh, Valerie Sam had helped us when we did the uh, memorial to Lynette Leon and, and did a wonderful job putting together many differing arrays of, of readings and music. And I asked her what piece of software she'd used and and. Um, she told me, and I downloaded it, and it was um, actually a pretty amazing piece of software, and, and I came up with the learning curve pretty quickly. Um, we put together some wonderful recordings that you'd done previously for your for your CD, um, overlaid that with artwork, and then uh, I recorded myself um, reading many of Chat's poems. I think there were eight or nine in total. Um, and we always did a, an alternation of, of the uh, music accompanying the pictures 
and then me reading with the words of the poem on the screen. It was a, a terrific endeavor. Um, I'm quite happy with the way it turned out, and I think uh, the audience was too. And I was too. I thought our first foray into filmmaking was a success, and I think we'll keep it up. And God knows this is a filmmaking kind of place on this show on Center Stage. So let's hear a little bit from that evening. We're going to start with one of my songs. It's A City Called Heaven, arranged by Hall Johnson. It's known to many, with David Holkabor as my pianist, and followed by Chris Jones, my husband, sitting here reading Ode to America by poet Chat Pearsat.
Ode to an American Bed Every night, by twelve, you and me, to silent dreams sweeping the floor, painting the stars, falling to empty wishes and yearnings, kissing lips and body to warm my flesh, you wait for lights out to take my weight, cushion my back, and absorb my pain and sorrow. Send me to warm dreams or horrid nightmares, or dreams in the Milky Way. I enter to be cuddled under the goose-feathered duvet. In December's snow, our room chilled to ice, but insulated what it contained, like an igloo. My body warmed enough to toast bread and boil water for tea. My thoughts far, like an open book about distant countries. Sahara dunes, treasure caves, and island castles inhabited by fairies, the smallest people made large by the paradise they tend. I, your king, must think into the future, must close my eyes to visions of a life without war, without borders or countries to conquer and defend against. I must plant flowers, make all people feel beautiful and happy, one planet, one family. What sea traveller's adventures have you kept from me? You cannot live without me, nor I without you, my security and companion. What rise and fall, tender grief sent eastward for final cremation? What tears could I have shed? What tosses and turns? How restless is the ravishing fire, exquisite flame-tongue of dragon-spit, Muted by the gold colour that sparks into flower. Grant me eternal peace. Let me sleep past dawn while the sun heats my body. Knock down my kingdom. Let my people eat well. Let them drink the clearest, cleanest water. Let them sing and dance forever free from harm. Grant them the riches of pearls and gemstones from the caves of life and give them knowledge to manage their desire, greed, hunger, and thirst. And give them this bed as you have given me. Gift of comfort, gift of sleep, gift of dream, safety and freedom. America, bed me in your liberty flame. Well, everyone, that was the poetry of Chat Persat, the Cambodian artist who literally walked out of the killing fields of the Khmer Rouge. He lives in America now, and he creates his art as a form of healing for himself. And I think those words sum up everything we are feeling right now at Christmas time, how we want to be wrapped up in our own flame of safety. Chris Jones, my husband, who is here with me on WGCH on Center Stage, you read that poetry so well. Thank you. You have such a great voice. I appreciate that. Thank you. <laughs> do I have a good voice, too? Yes, you do. <laughs> you have a voice for the stage and for radio. We, we have to prop each other up here. So tell me, because you come from England, you know, I know we, you um, celebrate so distinctly differently in Europe, you know, the time of Christmas, and it's wonderful. I mean, yeah. it's actually quite wondrous. What are your most vivid images of Christmas, you personally? Uh, well, for me... 
I sung from a, in a church choir from a very young age. Um, I joined a church choir when I was six, and I didn't leave that choir until I went to, uh, to university. Um, and I think for me, Christmas is all about, um, or the most vivid part of Christmas for me is really the carols. That really gets me into the, the Christmas spirit when I um, not just hear the carols, but also when I sing the carols. For me, singing the, the carols, especially when you're singing with a, with a, you know, a good choir, um, is, is just such an uplifting feeling. And, and that's what really gets me in the Christmas spirit. So I have terrific memories of many, many, many years singing in church choirs at Christmas, um, especially the Christmas Eve service, the Midnight Mass, um, and then sometimes coming home and opening one present before Christmas morning. Hmm. And you grew up in this tradition of singing always in the Anglican church as a choir boy. That's right. I understand. That's right. In fact, I, for a while, my parents entertained sending me to Westminster um, Choir College, um, where I would have been, you know, one of those, you know, choir boys that you sometimes see when you're looking at uh, carols from, from, from kings, for example, you mm-hmm. know. Um, and you and I, you know, we, we talked about that, how one of our wonderful traditions on Christmas Eve is to um, is to watch or listen online to the, uh, on WQXR, uh, I guess, the, um, the Carols from Cambridge, which is broadcast every Christmas Eve um, uh, live from, from King's College, Cambridge. And, and it just takes me back to England and, and that wondrous tradition they have of, of the, you know, the Anglican Church and the, um, and, the, and the Christmas carols and the pageantry and, and the tradition. You know, and since you've been married to me, of course, now you just live this boring life in America. <laughs> um, <laughs> so what, what are your strongest me- memories since being introduced to, to that dynamic? So when I came to America, um, the thing that, or well, among the many things that, that amazed me about this country was, A, how big it was, <laughs> um, but also the, the warmth. The warmth and the kindness of the people, um, you know, England is is very stuck in its traditions, and there's very much a class um, system in place. Even today, that's that's still apparent. It's not nearly as bad as it used to be when I was growing up, but certainly, um, um, you know, it, it existed. And when I came to America, you know, they don't care about you know where you're from, and that doesn't pigeonhole you on what you can do and achieve in life. And you know, they they appreciate people from from all manner of, of, of life and all backgrounds, and they seem to welcome everybody with open arms. And I think that openness, that cheerfulness, that in, inquisitiveness, um, just that warmth, you know, of the, of the people. I mean, your family were incredible when I, when I first came to America and how they welcomed me into their homes and their hearts. Um, and I still remember that first Christmas we had together. Um, I was just blown away. I, I, I had never had a Christmas quite like that. Um, I came from a fairly meager um, background, and we could never afford a lot of presents. And I was shocked by the number of presents that were under the tree and by the amount of generosity that was shown to me, a relative complete stranger. And you know, one of the things I remember about that Christmas, maybe the most important present, was that my mother gifted you a key to their house. That's right. To let you know that you were always welcome. And I thought that was the most magnificent gesture. But, you know, I've got to bring up something you and I shared together. I I can't remember if it was our first or second Christmas, but I was actually auditioning 
in Vienna at the Vienna Staatsoper. That's right. And you and I went to Vienna at such the most perfect place in the world, Vienna, folks. It, they celebrate Christmas like nowhere else I've seen. The decorations outside, the, the beauty everywhere. It's just the city of lights at Christmas. It was snowing. We had a beautiful hotel. You remember, we, you were terribly unprepared without the, the proper footwear, and I think we fixed that right away. But remember how That's we were, right. after my audition, we were so excited and we stro- strolled the streets of Vienna, oh, yeah. and we actually walked down one of the, the main roads, and there was actually a movie theater playing um, English-speaking films. Mm-hmm. And they were playing Fred Astaire, Top Hat. And this was just before Christmas. you remember how special that was? It was. That was one of those memories I don't think you and I will ever forget. Yeah, Vienna, um, that was my first time in Vienna, and I don't think I've been back much since. But uh, again... Magical, as Pam says, um, the, the the snow on the sidewalks, the um, just the, the the decorations, the music everywhere, the traditional um, clothing that they would wear. It's mm-hmm. just this incredible, almost picture book, um, um, amazing atmosphere that that really you know cannot but put you in the Christmas spirit. Absolutely. And they're greeting Grüß Gott. Mm-hmm. You, you expect a, a sleigh to come around the corner any minute. Everybody wearing know? furs, um, <laughs> hot chocolate everywhere, the schlagobers, <laughs> the Mozart balls. Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> Little balls of chocolate. That's yeah. wonderful. It's so wonderful. Yeah. These memories that stay with us that are so vivid. And that's what carries me right now through this time, through COVID, through trying to help other people. You know, conjuring up my own memories makes me a stronger person in, in being a diplomat to others. And I believe we're together in that, aren't we, Chris? Yeah, absolutely. I'm, that's why I'm so excited to have you here. You know, I've got to ask this, and I'm sure Bob is just waiting for me to ask this question because we are just the cinephile show. Do you have a favorite Christmas movie? <laughs> Um, well, the traditionalist in me would have to choose um, White Christmas. You know, I mean, there's just something about that movie that's 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 very special. Um, but I also love The Bishop's Wife, and I also love um, the original Bishop's Wife. The original, yeah. original Bishop's mm-hmm. Wife. That's right. Yeah, with David Niven and Cary uh, Grant, Grant, Loretta Young. Mm. Wonderful movie. Um, in fact, that was on yesterday. That was that was that was a treat. Um, but I also got to say, even though it's not just a Christmas movie, Holiday Inn is fabulous because there's that tre- tremendous scene at the end, you know, with the Christmas tree and, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. they open the doors and it's snowing. But if I have to choose a more modern movie, I got to go with Matt Mickelson here and choose Die Hard. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think Matt would disagree with you. He'd probably go oh, really? for Elf. Oh, and okay. Family Man, but we'll take Die Hard. I, I, that is like the true Christmas movie. That's right. I mean, hey, this is this is great. Well, look, we've got you here. We've got your great voice. We have to hear something else from you. And you've chosen a poem to read today. And this I is have. really your Christmas message, isn't it, to that's, our listeners? That's right. So take it away. Okay, so this poem, which is technically called A Visit from St. Nicholas, is actually more commonly known as The Night Before Christmas or Twas the Night Before Christmas. It was actually written by Clement Clark Moore, who wrote it for his children. Um, And it is said that he composed it on a snowy winter's day during a shopping trip on a sleigh. His inspiration for the character of St. Nicholas was a local Dutch handyman, as well as the historic St. Nicholas. Now, Clement Clark Moore was actually American, and the poem has actually been called arguably the best-known verses ever written by an American. Um... He originated many of the features that we still associate with Santa Claus today while borrowing others, such as the use of reindeer. Now, interestingly, he didn't 
um, published this under his own name. It was originally, yes, it was originally published in the Troy Sentinel as an anonymous writing. He was apparently quite an erudite professor and at first did not wish to be associated with such an unscholarly verse. (laughs) (laughs) Hence the the anonymous publication. And that was in 1823. Yeah. So... Not only is it arguably the best-known verse ever written by an American, um, but also it's largely responsible for many of the conceptions of how we think about Santa Claus, um, both you know back then in the mid-19th century, um, as well as today. And it's had a massive effect, apparently, on the history of Christmas gift-giving. Hmm. So here is A Visit from St. Nicholas, or more commonly known as The Night Before Christmas. "'Twas the night before Christmas... When all through the house, not a creature was stirring, not even a mouse. The stockings were hung by the chimney with care, in hopes that St. Nicholas soon would be there. The children were nestled all snug in their beds, while visions of sugar plums danced in their heads. And Mama in her kerchief and I in my cap had just settled our brains for a long winter's nap. When out on the lawn there arose such a clatter, I sprang from my bed to see what was the matter. Away to the windows I flew like a flash, tore open the shutters and threw up the sash. The moon on the breast of the new-fallen snow gave a luster of midday to objects below. When what to my wondering eyes did appear but a miniature sleigh and eight tiny reindeer. With a little old driver so lively and quick, I knew in a moment he must be St. Nick. More rapid than eagles his courses they came, and he whistled and shouted and called them by name. Now Dasher, now Dancer, now Prancer and Vixen, on Comet, on Cupid, on Donner and Blitzen. To the top of the porch, to the top of the wall, now dash away, dash away, dash away all. As leaves that before the wild hurricane fly, when they meet with an obstacle, mount to the sky. So up to the housetop the courses they flew, with the sleigh full of toys, and St. Nicholas too. And then, in a twinkling, I heard on the roof the prancing and pouring of each little hoof. As I drew in my head and was turning around, down the chimney St. Nicholas came with a bound. He was dressed all in fur from his head to his foot, and his clothes were all tarnished with ashes and soot. A bundle of toys he had flung on his back, and he looked like a peddler just opening his pack. His eyes, how they twinkled, his dimples, how merry. His cheeks were like roses, his nose like a cherry. His droll little mouth was drawn up like a bow, and the beard on his chin was as white as the snow. The stump of a pipe he held tight in his teeth, and the smoke it encircled his head like a wreath. He had a broad face and a little round belly that shook when he laughed like a bowl full of jelly. He was chubby and plump, a right jolly old elf, and I laughed when I saw him in spite of myself. A wink of his eye and a twist of his head soon gave me to know I had nothing to dread. He spoke not a word, but went straight to his work and filled all the stockings, then turned with a jerk, and laying his finger aside on his nose, and giving a nod, up the chimney he rose. 
He sprang to his sleigh, to his team gave a whistle, and away they all flew like the down of a thistle. And I heard him exclaim, ere he drove out of sight, Happy Christmas to all, and to all a good night. So beautifully done. I hope everybody out there is feeling the Christmas love right now, because my husband, Chris Jones, and I are happy to be here to share it. Chris, that was amazing. Thank you. So did you discover a lot about that poem, I mean, in your research for this? Um, yes. I mean, it was really interesting to, to know about uh, him, Clement Clark Moore, and, and the fact that he wrote this for his children, which I suppose is unsurprising. Um, but also the fact that apparently he wrote it while he was on a sleigh doing shopping. I you love know. that. Absolutely. And I love the image of the tiny reindeer and, and that, that Santa Claus himself was an elf. A little elf, according a, to the a poem. A small elf. That's right. Covered in fur. I just love the images. Yeah. They're so fantastic. And to hear it so well read. Thank you so much, hon. Thank you. And I've got to tell you, you know, the one thing you and I share, which you mentioned before, is, is this gift of music at Christmas time. And one of the rituals you and I definitely work at is to sit and listen to WQXR playing the um, ceremony of, of carols at King's College, mm -hmm. Cambridge. We will be doing that on Christmas Eve, and I hope you all will, too. And a, and a note to, to our other listeners, if they plan to tune in, it's done at about 7 p.m. England time. Yeah, so and remember so the time change. It's normally <laughs> at one, maybe as early as 1 p.m. our time, but but probably no later than 2 or 3 p.m. So we're going to close with Indulci Jubilo today from one of those performances. And to everyone out there, we want to send you our love and best wishes for all. And if you would like to write to me, you can find me at centerstagewithpamelacoon.com. And if you want to hire Chris for voiceovers, you go right ahead and write <laughs> to me. So everybody, thank you so much. And Bob Small, you are my own personal Santa Claus on Center Stage. And my fellow lover, the Mandalorian, I adore that. And Merry Christmas to you. Merry Christmas, um, Bob. Chrissy, thank you so much thank for being on the welcome, show. I've please. loved it. And so what do you have to say to everyone, Chris? Merry Christmas. To all and to all, a good night. This is Pamela Kuhn, and the curtain is now down on Center Stage.